Hello, welcome to episode one of the Photographers Keeping It Real podcast. I'm just currently walking Charlie the Chocolate Lab on his daily walk. Do you want to say hi to everyone, Charlie? Hello, everybody. Um, yep, this is episode one. It is called The Group, which is all about how Photographers Keeping It Real came about and our excellent Facebook group. So we hope you enjoy it. Uh, do you want to say bye to everyone, Charlie? No, I'm too busy sniffing things. Oh, okay then. Okay, bye. Photographers keeping it real. Photographers keeping it real. This is our podcast. We've never done this before. We practice just a little bit. So we apologize if it's a bit shit I know so good. Oh yeah. Photographers keeping it real. We keep it real cause we like the way that it feels. Welcome to the Photographers Keeping It Real podcast. I'm Andy Hudson and this is Steve Grogan. Hello, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Excellent. Do you know, uh, at home, uh, I don't actually refer to you as Steve Grogan, which I do talk about you a lot at home. Just thought you might want to know about that. Really? I feel like kind of honored or should I be frightened? I don't know. Ooh, well, you, you, you <laughs> get called Grogy Bear in our house. Oh, I've heard a lot worse. That's fine. Carry on. It's not as, it's not as good as what my little boy called you, which was Pink Man. Ah, yes. <laughs> the pink t-shirt. <laughs> I like Pink Man. You know, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. It's like a, my own personal superhero name. I like it. It's good. I'll take that with me forever. <laughs> so um, for those joining us, uh, this is episode one of the podcast, our first ever podcast. Yay! Woo. Exciting times. Very exciting. So um, one of my friends ages ago just randomly posted on my Facebook wall, I don't know why he just said you've got the face and the voice of someone who should be on local radio. <laughs> so I don't the face is a bit hard. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think you're that ugly to be fair. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you, I'm sure he said face. You might just have said voice, but I'm pretty sure he said face as well. So you have got you have got a good voice. Yeah, mm, no, I hear, I've got a very <laughs> camp voice that really annoys me when I hear it back. But never mind. I'm fulfilling my my destiny clearly by doing a podcast. It would seem. No, this is a first time for me as well. Um, so. A little bit unsure about what to expect, but as I get older, I'm, I just tend to say yes to everything and just see what happens. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good way of living. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah. So um, this week, it's just us, us two having a chat. Um, but in the coming weeks, we're going to have some other photographers joining us on the podcast. Uh, the people whose work we really admire and love. So we're going to sort of drill down into sort of how they go about their work, their business, uh, how they shoot, why they shoot that way, maybe their gear and things like that, and have a really good sort of chat, get a bit of insight into how they work. Um, these are people who are in our Facebook group. So ah, we're yes. trying to give them a bit of love. Um, so uh, those who have come to us from the, the website uh, rather than through our Facebook group, uh, this pe uh, episode is all about our Facebook group. Um, and that is sort of the origins of Photographers Keeping It Real and how it all started and how it all came about. So I'm, I'm just in intrigued as to how the actual group came about because it, it, one day it just popped up on my newsfeed on Facebook 
and and that's how I became aware of the group. But I've never really thought about how it actually came about. So was yeah. it something that you kind of dreamed about for a long time, or was it just something that you you started and it kind of got a bit out of hand? <laughs> yeah, I think I think more the latter really. Um, I was just sort of uh, sat in front of the computer one day posting images uh, in other groups that I was a member of, and I kind of noticed that you know it's a lot of the groups are a lot about sort of posed and manufactured sort of shots and the documentary side of things seem to be getting neglected quite badly and people would maybe post a good documentary shot and it would get a few likes but not really very much and I, it kind of felt a bit underappreciated mm. um and i just sort of thought well you know i i sort of view myself as being primarily a, a documentary wedding photographer so i would like somewhere where i can share sort of those really good natural candid moments so um, I, I just set up a group and invited a few people and thought, you know, maybe there'd be 15 of us or something and we'd just all sort of like each other's pictures and leave nice comments. And, yeah. uh, you know, that was like 10 months ago, I think. And now we have 1,200 members. Well, more than wow. 1,200 members. Yeah. So it really, really took off. It has exploded, hasn't it, over the past um, certainly three or four months. It just yeah. seems to have caught people's attention. And that obviously makes you think actually there could be something here worth 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 working more on and um i'm really really happy that you asked me along to kind of be part of it because it's certainly something that i'm that i enjoy looking at other other wedding photographs that are kind of documentary in nature rather than the the more kind of traditional stuff it's not really my bag so yeah i, I feel like i've definitely been inspired like massively by by the work in the group so it's it's sort of ended up being you know not somewhere just where i can share my work but actually the photos that have been posted are incredible and I, i've gone out shooting now feeling sort of re-energized and new ideas are coming in my head purely because of the facebook group totally agree um i'm, all, I'm always looking at photography anyway just as as most photographers do and not not one of them not necessarily one of these people who who always compares myself to other photographers because i think that can be kind of be a bit of a road to ruin where you (laughs) you end up never being satisfied or you end up beating yourself up when you don't deserve to be so but i just enjoy looking at at other people's work and and just to see something different and for me it's, it's all about what actually does happen on a wedding day rather than rather than the, the kind of stereotypical dream it's more about the people's reactions the the crazy stuff that happens at wedding the the real you know moments the stuff that's unplanned that's not scripted and it can just produce some absolutely fantastic moments especially when you've got some talented photographers putting their kind of their composition skills and their and their vision behind it it, it just makes for something really interesting and I personally, I'm I'm really excited about about this group and this uh, and the website as it is uh, as it now is. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant that we've sort of managed to sort of get such a following that we've we've sort of had to think about taking it to a, another level with the the website and a few of the things that we're we're now introducing, which is um, obviously the podcast, which is. Um, something that we're we're very excited about doing although a little bit nervous seeing as we've never yeah. done this before first uh, time for me yeah yep. same here and um and also um we've got some great things on the website like the the awards which uh something that's new and we're sort of giving a bit of love to the best documentary wedding photographs that have been taken recently um and we've had some absolute crackers haven't we oh it's been crazy i think some of the images have just i've been shocked 
um, seeing some of the quality. I mean, it's been so difficult because we actually kind of curated the the first awards ourselves because obviously we had to. Yeah. Um, obviously, I know going forward, you've said that we what we're going to do is we're going to um, we've agreed we're going to kind of put the curating out to the people who actually win the awards. Um, but actually sitting down and going through these images and and, and choosing some of the best was a, such an enjoyable experience. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that these people can get some recognition for for the work that they've done because i think if you if you look at your traditional your more traditional wedding blogs they probably wouldn't be suitable for what for what their target market is yeah definitely so i think this is is absolutely a good platform for anyone into this that type of photography so it's exciting yeah, I think I think we've we've found some sort of uh, some sort of new stars possibly in the making really with with this particular genre of photography as well. Maybe people who who aren't a name or people haven't really heard of, but are taking just absolutely amazing photos, but maybe just not in the in the sort of genre that has been more seen to be worthy of being awarded. Whereas now we're like, no, these guys are amazing. Let's give these guys some awards. Absolutely, and I think it's I think it's good to be able to talk within the group and the website and the podcast, et cetera, with like-minded people. And um, I know that that's one of the main aims of the, um, of the whole photographers keeping it real is to, without wanting to sound cliched, it, it's definitely something that, that wants to, to become and feel like a, a bit of a community where we can all kind of share ideas, talk, listen to each other and be inspired as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we've 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 all, always right from the from the beginning really promoted positivity and a community sort of feel. Yeah. So people are there to to help each other. I mean, the the idea of the group once it sort of took off was right. Okay, we want to sort of showcase people's work. Uh, that's what the website's going to be there for. We're not just doing awards. We're doing things like image of the week. We're talking about behind the shot as well. So we've had some brilliant shots where there's actually a really good story behind them. Yeah, um, and so we're going to sort of find out what what that story is and promote those photographers through that and doing little interviews and articles with with photographers for, um, for the website so we're, we're sort of like we want to promote people and i think the facebook group is a brilliant way of setting the tone for how we want it to be um, mm. which is a positive place of of really sort of promoting people and helping people feel feel sort of like good about their work and good about their themselves and their business and things like that so we we've always been sort of as the moment it sort of gets a bit bitchy like it does on facebook groups or internet yeah, forums and stuff yeah we've just sort of clamped down on that straight away and just been like no <laughs> it's it's positive yeah. you know let's Ab have a good vibe in here definitely a positivity is um you know i don't think too much negativity can doesn't i don't think it does anyone any good really unless no. somebody specifically says you know what do you think of this that's fine but you know in the, in this in the community of that, that we've got here let's 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 just big each other up and and those images that that really really deserve you know to be showcased will be um and what i think will be interesting is is has as it evolves and the winners of the awards start to then pick the future winners it would be really cool to see whether they kind of pick up on different styles you know because everyone it's all subjective let's let's be honest yeah definitely um you know a strong photo is a strong photo and most people would agree with that but but nonetheless there is always going to be times when people are like oh i probably wouldn't have chose that but but that's cool because hopefully it'll it'll push people and make people realize that you know you, you don't have to follow trends you can just be yourself and who knows yeah well one of the things that we're we're very keen to do as well is is not just have 
the people curating the the awards we want to throw it out there to the to the facebook community as well um and so we're going to have the members of the facebook group voting for some of the award winners as well so that you, you know they get a say as well because you always look yeah. at awards and just think sort of like oh how come that one won an award and then you look at some of the nominees and you're like oh come on that should have totally won but you you can't do anything about it mm. um so we want to to get sort of like the members of the group the the community involved in in choosing some of the awards or yeah, award so winners. like a a percentage will be chosen each quarter or whatever by yeah. by by the group by the members of photographers keeping it real that sounds yeah. That sounds great. I'm I'm really interested to see how it evolves. Yeah, me too. And another another way we we promote people as well through the Facebook group is the the hundred club, which um, is if if you post a great image and it gets over a hundred likes, you become a member of the hundred club. Which which I am three times. Ah, Steve, you're not allowed to talk about that. You're not allowed to know. tell it's everyone. A com- it's a conflict of interest, I know, but I don't care. Three times. I'm having that badge sewn on my swimming trunks. Right. A, I don't want to think about you being our current record <laughs> holder for the 100 Club. And B, I definitely don't want to have an image of you in your swimming trunks. Now, I actually kind of can see that badge on the swimming trunks while you're wearing them, which is a horrible image. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay somebody to embroider a badge. I've got, is that a word, embroider? I don't know. But I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to get somebody to make a badge for my swimming trunks. Uh-huh. And I know for a fact already they're going to be Speedos possibly you know i'm not i'm not that old come on <laughs> i don't yeah. know you're pretty old <laughs> <laughs> no i'm it, the hundred club is is great because i think it again it's another one where you kind of you got you're moving away from individually curated images and it is it is about popular opinion which at the end of the day every single one of those images that's that's reached 100 100 likes within the group or more is 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 incredibly strong um and I don't think anyone could argue that, that every single one of those images is, is thoroughly deserved. No, I, I, you know, to... I agree, definitely. And also, I, I, one of the things I like about um, images that do well on our Facebook group is, you know, they might get 100 likes or 80 likes or 50 likes, but they kind of get nearly as many comments as well, which is wonderful. Yes. And then you go into the comments and like half of them are just funny GIFs, which is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I love the gifts are definitely they're actually the best thing about the entire internet I yeah. think. um i don't know how something so basic can become so in captivating i could spend 10 hours a day just 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 posting gifts yeah i think people. you do well yeah <laughs> i am I, I do procrastinate um quite a lot um and i can be i can have a deadline and then somebody will send me a gif of a dog on a skateboard and that's me done for the day. Yeah. Um, so I, that's just one of my my faults, I'm afraid. No, um, it's it's great, and I think that's you know that that's the kind of vibe of the group as well. We talk about positivity and things like that, but also it, it, there's a lot of humor in the group. So people do post hilarious sort of pictures or hilarious gifts in comments and stuff, and it, you know it stops it being too serious. And I think you know we we didn't want it to be another really serious sort of faceless sort of uh, uh, group or awards or whatever. <laughs> so we we wanted it to have that humor, but it, you know it just naturally attracted those kind of people, which is brilliant. No, I I agree. I'll... I think humor is it is personally a massive part of my my life and and the way I present myself um I don't take myself seriously at all um and I do find myself kind of leaning towards those those types of people as well you like to take the mickey uh, you know affectionately but but also just to just just to, we don't have to take everything too seriously but 
even though there's some super work that that's in this group it's good just to be able to have fun when we're kind of talking about it yeah, rather than definitely. all being very scripted and all very you know st- all very kind of stiff and a little bit traditional and it's like look you know these are great images but there's a lot of humor often in in a lot of the images and i think that's that's one of the things when you look through the first awards there's there's definitely a lot of humor yeah in there. definitely i think it's it's some of the <laughs> the jenga tower falling over is is just it's her facial facial expression and the yeah, angle he... of the jenga tower and everything it's sort of like you know that picture couldn't be any like more well timed and but also like it just fits together so well with her expression as well it's it's pretty hilarious exactly and uh, I'll, like the, the one with the, the, the two ladies taking a selfie in front of the cow that's got his tongue out <laughs> the um god there's another one that 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 the, the, the lady with the dress that's been blown up by the yeah. wind and, and you can see knickers i mean it, it, some people would look at that and think oh my god you can't show that and yeah. i'm like well yes you can because it happened and you know what i tell you 99.9 percent of people who that happened to would would laugh at it themselves yeah and, definitely you know that's what actually happens at a wedding hi Welcome to the middle of the episode. My name's Mike, and I'm a memory card. I'm not proud to admit it, but I fell in with a bad crowd. A bunch of SD cards from the wrong side of the track. I'm ashamed to say I became corrupt. Without the guys at Photographers Keeping It Real, I'd be in the pen right now. I love you guys. Thanks very much. Keep up the good work, and on with the show. I've been saying for ages a wedding is actually, in my opinion, one of the most unique photographic opportunities that anybody can have because you think about it, you've got, you know, 100 and odd people in one kind of small area of all different demographics and ages and, you know, sometimes you've got animals there, you know, if people take dogs to weddings these days and, you know, as a photographer, it's gold. Um, It doesn't all have to be about, right, let's get, thousands and thousands of photographs of the chairs of this you know it, it the people are what makes it and if you put 100 people together in in a venue some crazy stuff's going to happen yeah i mean every every wedding is different as well you know you've got 100 different sets of people at every single wedding all doing different things behaving differently as well and you know sometimes it's it's very sort of sedate and very quiet and very relaxed and sometimes it's just completely crazy and and you know all sorts of wacky things are happening and that's you know photographic gold like you say and it's it's an infectious environment to to work in i'm 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 a big believer in that i think that's one of the reasons why i i i I love wedding so much and taking photographs at weddings is because generally the people are always happy and in a at the best and and it, and it is a nice environment to be in um, it kind of brings out the best in me i think yeah Fair. um so no it's good can't complain good good well um one of the things that we, we we've said already is like you know we like a bit of humor we don't like things to be too serious so um you know we we've got a little section now talking about embarrassing things that happen uh, to yourself um primarily at weddings obviously embarrassing things happen in life in general all the time and some of those are things like writing your own jingles for your own podcast which i'll never hear the end of but never mind you you, you should actually be a musician instead of a photographer i should say that mm, you might get i'm yeah. not sure anyone will pay for those <laughs> i love the jingles i think they're great Fair i think enough. they set the tone very well 
I'm sure you said earlier on you were quite easily pleased, though. So you know, <laughs> I am. I can I can spend d- days in the house just laughing at anything, but but no, it, I think I think they're great. It's just jovial, uplifting. Yeah. Um, well, should, should we do it then? So uh, this next section is called embarrassing story time. It went wrong, it went wrong Something went very wrong At a wedding went very wrong I thought it would be embarrassing Then I thought, oh poor me And then I thought it made a good story But I'm gonna tell you right now It's my embarrassing story, oh So basically, I'm the most disaster-prone person on the planet and I will fall over and make a tit of myself at completely the wrong time, guaranteed, every time. Um, And so I thought, right, it can't just be me who has all these sort of like crazy stories of bad things happening to them. So I thought I'd throw it out there and we'd get some sort of good stories from other people as well. And we'll get some from the people who are going to join us on the podcast in the coming shows as well. But Steve, I thought we'd start with you. (laughs) So do you want to go first with this before I share mine? Oh, wow. Um, are you going to share yours now or am I, is it for me to say what, what happened to me? No, I think if you go, you go first and then basically I'm just not going to share mine and make you look like a right <laughs> idiot. So, no, I'm joking. Oh, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> oh, I'm, it's, it's one of those things I think we've all tripped over and things like that. That One of the things that, that does spring to mind all the time with me, um, it happened last August, August 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that was last year, yep. yeah. Yeah, and I was at the uh, a little venue called the Bridge Hotel in Presbury, mm-hmm. um, and I was at the top with the registrars waiting for for the bride to come down. Um, we still had about five minutes before she was due to arrive, thankfully. And uh, I've been I spend quite a lot of time crouched down when I'm photographing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yep. the way I photograph and. Uh, I went down to take a photograph of some of the guests who were seated. Um, just again, just to photograph them naturally. They were they were sharing a joke, and um, the inside of my trousers completely went and split oh. from. Oh no! Uh, and, and I have photographic evidence of this. So if you want to put it on the website, <laughs> I can show it you. Um, yeah. it, it, no, it's not explicit. But it, could, <laughs> it could have been no. My the trousers split. And from from around about the the knee area, yeah, down the seam all the way up to the where well mm. to, to my um, yeah 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Obviously, I thankfully I was that day I did choose to wear boxer shorts, so my dignity was was intact. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but, but no, um, what actually happened was the um, the two registrars who were there kind of getting the the paperwork prepared. So, obviously saw what had happened. The groom didn't actually notice because he was chatting with his best man. Hmm. None of the guests noticed because I was kind of stood a little bit far back. Um, but the, the reg, one of the registrars, thankfully, had um, had some safety pins in, oh, her, wow. <laughs> in her handbag. Um, so she gave me a handful and kind of told me <laughs> to go and get myself sorted out and come back. <laughs> um, I felt like a, a naughty school child. Yeah. Quite <laughs> so I ran off to the toilets. Um, no, again, nobody noticed. Came back with about five or six safety pins <laughs> all the way up. So I then had to get myself a position for the for the bride to come down the aisle. The, the ceremony went ahead, no problem at all. And 
it wasn't until about 10 minutes after the ceremony when the guests were all mingling outside um having you know a few drinks that the bride noticed um and she found it hilarious <laughs> and um and then obviously i was trying to keep it quite open nobody would notice but once she noticed she had a good sense of humor she was pointing it out to everyone everyone oh, was looking no. at me and i was like oh so i i mean it was one of those things i i just decided to to carry on for the rest of the day yeah. photographing with those safety pins from <laughs> all the way up from my um, nether regions down to my knee. Um, but, you know, it's a story. And it was, it was quite refreshing, actually, a nice breeze. Yeah, maybe you should just, like, you know, it could be a new <laughs> fashion for, like, uh, wedding photographers. It, it, it didn't look great, but I do have a photograph of the... Um, I did actually share it on social media because, you know, you know, we've got to do these things, yeah. haven't we? I laugh at myself. And it got quite quite a lot of attention at the time. So, But that's, that's it, really. I don't think of anything else more... I've not fallen off like a, a balcony or anything and landed in a flower bed. <laughs> you should have pretended that would have been a great story. No, it, I'm sure it will happen at some point. Yeah. Um, well, well, thanks for putting me on the spot there anyway. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> that's that's all I could think of on the, off the top of my head. That's I'm, pretty I'm good sure there are many more. I'm sure there are many more. Um, but, you know, my mind has, has wandered. Um, but what about yours? Anyway, you you must have some moments uh, you must have slipped on some ice up in the northeast there are mine mine are never really that um sort of embarrassing they're normally just weird so um <laughs> like weird things happen to me all the time um it's just um, it's just one of those things um uh, the sort of the weirdest sort of most embarrassing i guess was um so I, i've got this wedding at this church that i've never shot at before and yeah. I don't generally tend to go to the the church before the ceremony and sort of days before whatever, but I I wasn't entirely sure where it was. So I went to the church and I wandered in and there's the the priest or father, I think he was. And I said, oh, hi, I'm Andy. I'm the photographer for the wedding tomorrow. You know, nice to meet you. I just thought I'd come and say hi and, you know, check house rules and see where the church was and stuff. And he, uh-huh. he was like, okay. And he, he wasn't the most friendly person in the world. Um, so I was a bit like, oh, okay. And then he was like, you know, uh, it's fine. You can go anywhere you want. You can stand where you want. You can do whatever you want. I don't mind. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And there was like a balcony up above and stuff where there was going to be a choir. And I said, am I okay just to like quietly sneak around the side and, and go up there and get a few shots during the ceremony? He's like, yeah, it's going to last well. 45 minutes an hour so you've got plenty of time so that's fine i'm like okay uh-huh. lovely thanks shook his hand walked off and the whole time he was just like although he was telling me i could do whatever i want he, he was very cold so i was like oh, oh okay so <laughs> anyway no yeah well i don't know if I, I don't know how but like yeah it kind of felt like i had uh, even though i thought i was doing like you know a good thing by going beforehand yeah, and saying absolutely. hi and stuff but anyway i always like to introduce myself so yeah so i went to bridal prep and shot all that and then i, I got to the church and i was like oh hi father i'm 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 here again so nice to see you am i still okay to kind of go anywhere i want kind of thing he's like yeah that's fine i'm like okay, okay. still not very friendly but okay that's <laughs> fine so uh, i shot the wedding and i was very discreet and i didn't really move around much but i did sort of like sneak around the side and go up on the balcony and get a few shots and close the door really quietly as i'm going through it up to the mm. balcony and stuff and um at the end of the ceremony they all piled out into this sort of like conservatory thing that was around the the sort of side of the church like a foyer conservatory sort of all glass sort of job and they're all in there and they're having a little drinks reception and stuff in there and um they're waiting for the bus to come to take them to the to the biscuit factory in newcastle so i was like okay cool get loads of shots of that and then mm-hmm. the bride was like you know can you get some shots of us getting the bus i'm like yeah yeah it's fine so i said to the 
to the father, I said, look, I'm going to just, if, if it's okay with you, leave my sort of bag and stuff in here while I go and get some shots of them on the bus uh, and then come back and get it. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So um, I kind of got shots of people getting on the bus, came back into the, the conservatory foyer area sort of thing, picked up my bag and there was a toilet in there. And I thought, well, like, well, a door to a toilet, that would be a bit weird, just a toilet in the middle of, <laughs> sort of glass conservatory. In the middle of the church. Yeah. Um, so I, I quickly nipped into the toilet and I came out and I went to open the door of this like foyer conservatory thing and it's locked. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's the door around the other, at the other side. I'll just open that one. So I went to the other side. That one's locked. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, you were locked in. I was locked in. So there was the church doors where you go into the conservatory. So I tried them and, you know, they're locked. And I'm like, oh, dear. Oh, I'm locked in. So I'm like hammering on the on the church door going, excuse me, father, you've, you've locked me in. Hello, you've locked me in. And, and nobody came or anything. So I'm, I'm just... Those doors are like, they're usually about eight foot thick yeah, yeah. solid oak from like 1325 or something yeah you, you had no chance of being heard no definitely not so but i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. I, I can see um so like the church is behind me but the the whole sort of like uh 180 degree view in front of me into the sides is is glass and i can see outside i just can't get outside so i'm like oh no what am i gonna do so i looked and there's like some um some numbers on some sort of a sheet of different parishes so i'm ringing like other like fathers and <laughs> priests and nobody's answering and i'm like leaving voicemails going uh, i don't know if you're gonna pick this up but i'm locked in like this church and like gospel wow. can you come and, and you had the rest me? of the west of the wedding day to, to think about yeah that, so i always have like two emergency contact numbers for for couples um worthwhile yeah. that are sort of people there with them in case anything happens and i'm yeah. ringing them but they're not they're not answering because they're on the way to the to the reception so mm. i'm like what can i do and i'm like right i'm gonna have to ring the venue so i rang like the biscuit factory and i'm like <clears throat> can you please pass a message on to the bride and groom and they're like yes certainly i'm like it's the photographer i'm locked in the church <laughs> and they were like <laughs> they're going uh, sorry what and like i'm going look oh, i need bye. to i need to get to the the reception and i'm locked in the church i'm going to be lit can you tell them and they're like uh-huh we're really sorry to hear that <laughs> sorry to hear that um <clears throat> yes we'll tell them like just totally try not to kill themselves laughing that i'm locked in the church basically so uh, I, i'm in there for about 45 minutes um and there's loads of food that long yeah yeah i was there forever and like there's all did you do in 45 minutes in I, the church i, I looked you... i looked at all the bags of food that were going to charity uh you, you, you that were on the... I, I, I was just sitting there thinking like if i'm in here for a couple of days at least i'm not gonna starve so yeah that's um, fine. yeah no i just i don't know i just kind of panicked for 45 minutes and then a couple from the wedding came to the church and came to the door and tried to open it and like it was obviously locked so that wasn't gonna work um right. although i was quite pleased it didn't work because i would look like a right idiot if i had just not known how if to open it, the door yeah. properly yeah um and they went to like the vicarage thing around the corner of the church and knocked on the door and, and he opens the door and he's like yes and and they go oh um you've locked the photographer in the church and he went i know what yeah <laughs> i know so so he did he do it on purpose yeah why i have not to this day i have no idea oh my I, I, it's not often that i'm speechless yeah. <laughs> i thought that you i was expecting you to say then oh god i'm so sorry i didn't realize but no he knew that he'd locked you in yeah. and that's like kidnapping surely yeah it was so bad and then like he he came and unlocked the door and i kind of just gave him like a really sort of like evil look uh got in my I car even worse than that maybe. yeah oh 
got in my car, quickly drove to the biscuit factory. So this wasn't, you know, it wasn't massively embarrassing. But when I walked into the biscuit factory, everyone, 100 guests or whatever, turned around, looked at me and hey. went, yeah. So I was like, oh. And then I got asked by probably about 50% of the guests at different points, do you want us to um, just ask security to check the building after they've locked up on the <laughs> night? Make sure you're not locked in anywhere and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, and that was just, that was it for the rest of the day. Like, people were just saying that to me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, kind of. I don't, I, I just... You know, occasionally when somebody just doesn't like your face, yeah. I think I think the the, the 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 father, priest, vicar, whoever he was, just saw you and thought, "I don't like this guy." <laughs> I think so. <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm genuinely shocked that he knew that's that's kidnapped. I'd report him to the police. Do you know? I I kind of should like if that happened now because this was a few years ago when I hadn't been going very long. Um, yeah. I would probably complain to like the church or or something, but like back then I, I think is i knew i'd probably have to go back and shoot there at some point as well so yeah. i didn't really want to sort of like rock the boat too much but yeah it was like it was really out of order but it was it was kind of it was pretty embarrassing as well when i got to well, the he's, reception he's got some explaining to do hasn't he when uh, the time comes anyway. yeah but, it wasn't yeah. very uh, <laughs> yeah it didn't seem very very you know very nice shall we say so yeah oh. never mind well, there that, you go all right uh, uh, that trumps my trouser split any day. Yeah, I think I'd rather my trousers split. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine the stressful, like thinking. Obviously, you at some point you would get out because you'd probably just called the fire brigade or something. But it's like you needed to get there to photograph their wedding yeah. at the end of the day, didn't you? And I was worried that they would be like kind of annoyed, but they were lovely, so they weren't. They they were. Hey, it's not your yeah, fault. Yeah, exactly. They would just thought it was hilarious. So I think it didn't like you. It's not not good <laughs> yeah oh well never mind uh move, moving on <laughs> okay um so one of the things that we want to um sort of maybe compile a little thing of is maybe things that people like to do when they're editing that sort of pass the time so some people watch netflix and some people watch uh just daytime tv but some people like box sets um not box sets sorry um podcasts and uh some people like to listen to to music so we thought maybe we'd we'd do a little bit on the podcast each week find out what people are listening to and hopefully that gives people a bit of you know a, a list of things to try now when I was chatting to you about this, Steve, I, I hoped you would be very helpful with this section until I found out <laughs> a very, very shocking and horrifying thing. About the podcasts or... No, about the fact that you, you don't watch TV. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I, I own a TV. Well, it's in the house. I, the children have got televisions for their Xboxes, mm. Playstations, etc. But no, I, it seems to last five, six years, I've just never bothered with it. Um, I probably watch less than an hour a month. That's impressive. It, yeah, I think I've just I I kind of prob- I, okay. I'm probably telling a lie. If if I know there's something on that I've heard people talking about, I may kind of go back to it on catch up. Um, but that again, that's rare still. Um, I, it's just not something that I, over the years I've I've just completely fallen out with any kind of television. It's Portrait Artist of the Year, Landscape Artist of the Year. I watch that once when it's on every year. I think the new series of that is starting soon because I do like my art. Yeah. My art. But no, I don't know. I've just lost touch with the world of television. People going about Game of Thrones about... And I'm like, what? what's that? It's just over my head now. So it's... Uh, Actually, actually not. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because it's one of the things that I do quite enjoy watching mm. is how it's made, where they film 
things like in factories when how they make really mundane items. <laughs> whether that says a lot about my personality, but I just find it quite <laughs> relaxing uh-huh. to watch like how they make like a how a guitar is made, how a our our fridge is made. I don't know. It, There's a TV those, program for that. I think yeah, okay. it's 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 like on one of like the history channels or the documentary channels. Or it's I don't know. I just I just find it quite relaxing. It's something quite therapeutic. But but that is honestly it. Hmm. I wouldn't have a clue what's on television these days. Yes, well, we'll have to maybe get some uh, some sort of insight from some of our future guests about the kind of things that they watch in the background when they're editing or maybe listen to as well. So I know um, you like, is it is it sort of boy bands and things like that, the kind of music you listen <laughs> to a lot of? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I know you're only joking there. No, I'm, music, I, when I'm editing, it, it's music really that, that gets me through. Um Spotify, um, obviously, streaming music, the radio as well. But the type I listen to a lot of stuff, like really heavy stuff, heavy metal, rock, um, thrash metal, kind of alternative music, grunge, uh, punk. Um, you know, it, it's it's what I've always been into. And as I, I may not kind of look that way now because, you know, the hair isn't what it once was. Um, but, but, yeah, I used to really have long hair all the way down my back and wear all black still wear black quite a lot but but you yeah i wear black all the time i i've never seen you wear anything but pink no i'm wearing all black at the moment oh. uh, i do like the occasional splash of color but uh, <laughs> no music for me 100 yeah. percent is what and i've got playlists specifically for editing which are kind of upbeat and fast-paced um so that i'm not kind of just slowing down yeah, I kind of find that different times of the day I listen to to different sort of things. So I'm quite quite sort of during the day I need maybe to to sort of have a bit more energy and a bit more motivation. So I'll listen to things like Queens of the Stone Age and things like that. And yeah, then I do like a bit of Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, new album's no. brilliant. I've not heard it, but it's on my to do of uh, listening. Ev- everyone I know who likes Queens of the <clears throat> likes Queens of the Stone Age isn't really keen on it, but like I think it's brilliant. I think it's like the best possibly the best album i don't know if that's a stretch but it's 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 i think it's fantastic so i definitely fr- recommend it a friend has also recommended it so um that's definitely something yeah. on my list it's just but. a very good album from start to finish they've kind of lost the the sort of like the the sound of, of maybe singles like um go with the flow and lost out of keeping a secret and things like that but the album wise they're just solid from start to finish it's it's a really good yeah. album um, and then I kind of became addicted to podcasts, which is probably quite relevant considering that we're we're doing a podcast. So I, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I know you sent me a list over of um, of podcasts the other day, which I I, I may find interesting. Um, yeah. I'll be com- I'll be completely honest with you, I've not got around to listening to them yet. Terrible. Due to I know due to various things that have happened in the last couple of days, uh, but you know they're on my list now and. Seeing as I'm talking on a podcast now, I think I need to kind of practice what I'm preaching. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, so, I'm, I'm listening to one at the moment called uh, Someone Knows Something. Right. That sounds... It's, I take it that's not photography related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody knows something about photography. We have no idea who because we yeah. all feel like we're just sort of like winging it. But yeah, it could, it could be actually. But no, no, it's, um, it's uh, about this guy and he goes back to... Um, cold cases like old cases in where someone's gone missing and tries to unravel 
you know what happened and the mystery behind it because the person was never found and no one was ever charged with with murder or anything like ah. that so it's really interesting i know a lot of people a lot of photographers are sort of addicted to serial which is very similar so it's uh if anyone's gone through the the episodes of serial and is looking for something to listen to that sort of along those lines um someone knows something is uh is yeah it's excellent i really like it no, no, yeah, I know you popped that on the list. Yeah. Um, now that you've mentioned it, it does, it does ring a bell. But no, these are these are things that I am. You know what I'm going to do as well. I've got quite a long flight coming up uh, in the next few weeks. I'm going to see a friend in Dubai. Oh, nice. Um, so I might download them for that. I thought I thought uh, you were going to say this was your flight to Ireland that you were going for a, what you classed as a destination wedding for a minute there. It's another country. It's uh, it's out of the UK. You need to get on a plane. It's a destination wedding. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Those those are the rules. Uh, fair enough. Okay, I'll let you have that one. I suppose. Thank you. No, I'm not going to Dubai for a wedding. It's uh, it's my, one of my friends lives over there. For, for, he's gone over for a few years. Um, he's got like a work contract there, so nice. um, I'm going staying with him for a few days just to uh, just to just to see him and say hello, and he's going to show me around. So I, what I will do is I will uh, I will download those podcasts. Yes do it for the trip definitely worth doing um yeah. speaking of editing how are you getting on have you got many in the queue uh i don't i look at my queue sometimes i think oh i've got loads but then i speak to other people and i feel better yeah you know i feel worse when i compare to you because i think you said the other day you've only got four or something i'll tell, I've got... I'll tell you how many i've got hold on because i've got my four. list in front of me i've got yeah four you know four. better than me <laughs> oh wow yeah i've got 10 okay. um but i think it, it sounds a lot, but I did six of those in the space of 10 days. I actually photographed six wow. weddings in a period of 10 days in towards the end of August. Yeah. So so that kind of was just a big period where I had loads of weddings but couldn't do many editing because I was preparing for the wedding, shooting the wedding. So so I, I, it's not too bad. I think in the next couple of weeks, I will be back down to, um, to, to manageable levels. I think at this time of the year, though... Um, I don't, most photographers are in a similar situation. I think um, it's a busy season. I know there's no season, so to speak, anymore, traditionally, where yeah. people used to just get married in like May, June, and July, August. Now it's kind of, it is 12 months. Um, but there are busy periods, which we know. And, um, but I know people are in a much worse position than me, and that makes me feel better. Yeah, it's always comforting, <laughs> and I know, isn't it? I always find as well that sort of workflow makes a big difference. So I've kind of, although I've got four to edit, um, three of them are culled so far as well. So I did all them in sort of one go, um, yeah. which is good because it means that I know then that I can just sort of get on with the editing and, and sort of like, you know, finish one, get straight on with the next. And I'm in that kind of flow of, you know, how my edits look and things like that. Yeah. Um, but the downside of it is, if I cull for like a whole day or like a day and a half or something like that, I go to bed and I, I just dream about culling yeah. <laughs> and it's horrible, but it's like, it's not normal culling. It's, it's sort of like really fast paced. So like the image will flash on the screen and then it'll swipe off really quickly and another one will appear. And I'm like, I can't look at them for long enough to decide whether they're a keeper or not, but I have to make the decision in that split second. And I'm pressing like buttons to keep or, or, or to call. And like, it's going whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And I'm like, just pressing all the buttons. And I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, <gasps> like cold sweat and stuff. And it's like, I'm like, Oh God, it was just a dream. But like, then I'll go back to sleep and I'll just, I'll just dream it again. And it's like, so calling, although it's, it's effective in, in doing it that way, it's, it's not so good for, um, for dreams. No, it's it's a tough one, Colin. I do know a photographer who um, who actually calls the wedding whilst um, the break 
the wedding breakfast oh, is on. No, 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 no. Uh, well, so obviously, yeah, well, they obviously you're not going to call the entire wedding because you've still got a <laughs> few things left. But but the, all the morning, all like the, the 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 ceremony, all the drinks, reception, and you know the guests, maybe some group shots, and that he he calls them on on his MacBook when he's um after he's eaten his his food um so mm. basically then he's um so it's he's very organized this is guy's disciplined when it comes to this i'd be like i couldn't do that i need to just sit down and uh and eat some food and just daydream for yeah. a half an hour half an hour an hour but no fair play to him if that works for him but i've heard uh, of people doing that i've heard of people editing other weddings while they're at a wedding and stuff <laughs> and i'm just like i'm i'm like right i've just done five hours or something solid on my feet without sitting down once and i'm waiting for some food to come and playing is the food going to come roulette sort of like you know every time a staff member walks past you sort of like is do this me? yeah is that is that mine kind of thing um so once once that's over and i've got my food there's only about like 20 minutes left or something anyway so um i'll i'll sort of go for a quick walk around the grounds and sort of get my legs going again and look for spots to do some portraits or something like that and then sort of just get my my sort of you know, body going again because I've just been sat down for a, for an hour or an hour and a half. No, and, and I tell you what, I know another photographer. Whilst we're on the subject of culling, um, and this is something that does appeal to me. Um, he actually calls now on a on a version of some software that he's got on his tablet. Ah. So, I, I think it's Lightroom, but maybe a, a a version for, you know, for tablets or phones. Maybe a stripped down version. I'm not sure. I need to look into it because. He, he can say sit down on the sofa and just flick through the images and did make decisions while he's there rather than being sat at like a big screen um but for me it's you know culling whilst you're on the toilet is um it, it's it's a game changer i'm uh, sorry what yep i could call whilst i'm on the toilet mm, right. <laughs> that is, I, so basically from this podcast now i've got a vision of you in your speedos <laughs> and you sitting on the toilet which because obviously you're gonna have to be sitting to to call there's a, there's mm. a lot of time wasted sat on the loo you know yeah efficiency um you know we you know what we like these days let's all be honest on our smartphones you know whilst we're uh we're on the throne, so let's make it more efficient and work. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be doing an article uh, on the website <laughs> about this with with Steve live streaming uh, toilet culling. So I tune in that. for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. GoPro, I can whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, it's an interesting, uh, maybe not that side of it, but the whole um, mobile side of things is very interesting. We've got an article on the website actually about that from. Um, one of our our um, friends of the podcast and of the group, Andrew Billington. So please feel free to check that out. Um, Excellent. But I think uh, we've we've rambled on for quite a while, and this is the first podcast, which is just um, an intro, really, to to the the photographers keeping it real world. So we'll probably not go on for too much longer. But it's it's been really good fun, Steve, having a chat, and thank you very much for that. No, no, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um considering this is my podcast debut. I yes. don't think I've done too bad. I'll probably listen back to it and hate myself. Um, but in fact, no, I probably won't listen back to it because I'm frightened. Yeah. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just wait for people to give me feedback and, yeah. and then wither away in the corner. But I think I think it's been good just to give people an idea of what, what to expect. And it isn't going to be monotone, boring. No. You know, it's like... Let's, let's just make it a bit fun and um, anything can be discussed. It doesn't have to be 
all serious, does it? I think I think because then you talked about being on the toilet. I think we've probably sort <laughs> of like covered that. Yeah, I think people know that we're not we're not going to worry too much about. It's, it's, it's common ground. Everybody everybody goes to the toilet. The queen goes to the toilet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. We've right. all got that in common. Every all seven billion of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think I think we'll probably um, no no actually King what what's it called Kim Jong Un or Il? Which one is it in charge Kim now? Jong Il. Yeah. Is it Kim Jong Il. He says he yeah. doesn't go to the toilet. Kim Jong Un. Yeah, I've I do, I do actually read quite a lot of books about North Korea. I can't believe I don't know that um, off the top of my head. Maybe I'm just tired. Mm. Yeah, that'll be it, Steve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You really read loads of books. <laughs> I bet you sit there watching Geordie Shore every night. That's it, really, isn't it? No, no, gosh, no. no gosh. I think I've heard it on in the background. I know what goes on. It's a oh, nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, like, yeah. let's finish there. So um, we'll be back. Uh, I don't know when. Very soon. We, we're not. I'm not. I'm not promised we'll do this weekly because I think that'd be a bit unrealistic. But we'll oh, try and yeah. do yeah regular podcasts with with our favorite photographers, and we'll have loads of great chats with them. So we're looking forward to the next one, and we'll speak to you then. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. Thanks, Steve. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the podcast show. We hope that you did on top and go. Oh, halfway through the episode. We hope that you'll join us next time. That would be mighty fine. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.